Welcome back for another episode of the AWG Podcast, where we discuss the biggest topics and trends in the water sport and boat tour industry. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and join our mailing list by visiting watersportpodcast.com. After you finish listening, continue the conversation in our Facebook group, Water Sport and Boat Tour Operators. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, guys. Uh, welcome to episode 83 of Awkward Water Sports, guys. It's myself, my trusty co-host, Greg Fisher. Greg, what's up? Not much. Just making sure that you have the right microphone as always. <laughs> yeah, I still fuck things up. <laughs> yeah, uh, all the time I, I come in on the, my headphone mic and not my, my fancy uh, sure, sure mic, of, of, of which I've been a customer for many years, as Bill uh, mentioned right before I fucked it up. Um, yeah, I was, uh, this, we're coming with Bill, Bill Saunders here. Bill, is Bill still good or are you now an adult? We got to call you William. Well, you know, now that I'm a director, you know, yeah, now you have to call, <laughs> now you have to call me William. No, it doesn't matter. William or Bill, either one. We, just, okay, we're here with William Sanders. This sounds weird to me, man. Just I've not, known you like we've. Just not yeah. Will. You know, people just sometimes assume <laughs> my name is Will. Uh, it's not. Yeah. You know, who said that? <laughs> So we're here with Will Sanders, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fucking sheriff or something. It's Sheriff Will. No, we're we're here with Bill Sanders from it's Fourth Media, right? Correct. Fourth dot media. Fourth dot media. Bill is an as accomplished musician. He is a uh, he is a director, a filmmaker. He you do so your your actual day job when you're not making films is do you still work for Discovery Channel? Uh, yeah. Or well, was H- it Discovery? HGTV. Um, I do, uh, gotcha. I do reality television shows. I'm a producer and, uh, editor. So post-production. Okay. Produ- yeah. Okay. So, so me and, and, and what we're going to talk about a little bit today, um, man, you're going to have to explain this cause I'm going to fucking brutalize it. If I, if I talk about it, uh, Bill has a, a, a pretty unique NFT collection. Would that, would it be in, in the, the, would that be the correct nomenclature? Uh, I no, you call it a project. Mm. Okay, and then if I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm the only one that's showing my age here. You you and you young guys and your dangled NFT. Are you are you taking notes on a chalkboard over there? What the hell's going on, Kevin? I I am. I'm I'm so I'm writing things down. I'm like JPEG, quarter of a million. Check. I leave. <laughs> wait a minute. No, no, no. Sorry, fifty thousand. Oh no, no. I'm half a million. Oh, I'm watching. I'm watching the market fluctuate. So yeah, uh, Bill's in a whole bunch of different things, and Bill, Bill and myself were uh, played music back in Detroit together. Uh, I think it might have been mentioned once or twice on the show. Um, I I used to be in like 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 I guess a punk rock or metal band, and used to scream and be super pissed off. uh, Which I still do those things now. I just get paid a lot better. Um, So yeah, uh, Bill and myself have a long history of friendship, but I'm like 20 years and. Bill reached out and said, "Hey, man. Well, actually, I reached out to him because because uh, uh, Greg, um, as before we started the show, uh, Greg is heavily um, involved in the NFT community, and I think I tagged Greg in one of your videos because you were blowing up Air Jordans. Was that what you were doing? Yes. Which, yeah, I'm a little bit of a sneakerhead these days, man. So I was kind right. of a little bit like, ah." No, don't blow up Air Jordans, that's, man. Those are cool shit. That's that's the reaction so, we wanted. So, all right, man. So we didn't even really we don't do a lot of pre production on this show, guys. Uh, we try to make everything as organic as possible. Bill reached out and said, "Hey, 
I, I think that NFTs should be a part of the conversation as far as like brick and mortar businesses. And I was pretty intrigued. And even if it doesn't have anything to do with water sports, um, I don't really give a fuck. Get your own podcast if you don't like it. Oh, <laughs> with that very lengthy introduction, Bill, tell us about your, let's, let's start with, let's start with your, with your NFT project. Let's start there and we can delve into a little bit of your directorial stuff if you want. But sure. well, what do you got going on, man? All right. So I was trying to explain NFTs to my uh, photographer buddy, who was also the producer on the movie. And he's like, I don't have any fucking idea what you're talking about. NFTs are stupid. What are they? So we started talking and I'm like, well, what I would like to do is take something out of the world, take a physical object out of the world and create an NFT in its place. So we started One Less Entertainment, that is at onelessentertainment.com, and we found this pair of Nike Air Jordans that had kind of a kind of a storied background. Uh, Michael Jordan's son, Marcus Jordan, took over the Jordan brand, and he was accused of backdooring these sneakers. So he was accused of selling them to his friends and family before anybody else could buy them. Right. So that his friends and family could go put them on the secondary market. As you know, as a sneakerhead, Kevin, they go for pretty good, pretty pricey, you know, pretty good penny on the secondary market for rare sneakers. So I said, let's let's blow them up. And for, yeah, um, because art and since <laughs> since I'm a, and since I'm a, a video production company, you know, television, films, videos, all this stuff. I said, let's film it. And uh, I happen to be uh, pretty knee deep in one cryptocurrency called Theta, which is a content delivery network based on a distributed network, and their focus is on video. So we we rigged up all the cameras. We went out to Pennsylvania, hired a fireworks like pyrotechnics guy. He was like the cleanest cut, nicest looking guy, and we show up all tattooed, hungover ready to blow shit up in the middle of the Pennsylvania woods. He was, he was a super nice guy. He, he, he went right along with it. So we set it all up and then we created an NFT to where when you buy the NFT, you hold it in your digital wallet and then you go to a website. And if you own that NFT, you automatically get access to the video of us blowing up the shoes. So it's, it's a utility NFT, but also we made them look like little trading cards. They look like little Air Jordan trading cards. So we made 200 of them. We made a front and we made a back. So everyone has a match. And if you own any of the NFTs, you can go onto the website. And if you hold it in your wallet, you link your wallet to the website and you can watch the video. So in its most basic form, it was a exercise in technology. Because, you know, now if you want to watch a video, you got to, even if you go on YouTube, you got to put in your email address and YouTube gathers all the information that you have associated with your identity, right? Or if you go to Netflix, they have all your information. If you go to anything, they get all of your information. But for this project, all you have to do is buy the NFT and it's anonymous if you buy it. And you can then watch the video if you own the NFT. And we felt like not only did it provide utility for somebody who wanted to buy the NFT, but then you could also watch the video, say, ha, 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 that was cool. These guys are idiots. And then you could just go sell it again to somebody else. And you could even afford 
to take the loss on that because you got your value out of it already. We sold them for like, they're like 30 bucks or something. So it wasn't, you know, these aren't like multi-million dollar um, NFTs. So that's the basics of that project. And uh, we're, we're in talks of what we're going to blow up next. Hey everyone, we're going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor for the month, the Von Mac Agency. Von Mac is a full-service digital marketing agency with a focus on tour and activity operators. They offer it all. SEO, websites, pay-per-clicks, logos, content writing. If it's online marketing, they got you covered. As we mentioned before, it's uber important to hire an agency that understands our industry. And the Von Mac Agency knows water sports. Trust me. And they do all the shit that you don't want to do. They do all the shit that you're probably not very good at and they are look for listeners of the show america herself is giving a free consult all right if nothing else give her a shout give her a call take 30 minutes out of your day more importantly take 30 minutes out of her day so she can get you straight on your marketing needs that's right what do you have to lose head to vonmacagency.com and go to the contact us page to get started again vonmacagency.com and most importantly let them know you were sent by the AWG guys. All right, let's get back to the show. A jet ski, a fucking jet ski. You should come to Florida and I will, I will provide the jet ski and we can blow it up. I 100% have multiple jet skis that we could, I'm not bullshitting either. I am dead. I'm dead ass serious. I have multiple jet skis that. that we could fucking blow up. I'm into that. And we, I mean, and we could do it on the water. We can jet ski on the water see, on an now, island, actually. See, now we're talking. See, I just, I feel like bringing in the artistic value, quote, heavy, heavy fucking quotes on the artistic value <laughs> is just doing something so absurd to, to make the absurdity of NFTs, like, minuscule, you know? I love it. I just want to blow up a fucking jet ski. I hate the cocksuckers, man. They drive, they make us some money, but they drive me crazy, man. I was, I was in my, like my wildest dreams. I, I woke up like fucking coming uncontrollably dreaming about blowing up jet skis. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm so, in. Dude, we should, man. That's you heard it here first, man. Like we're going to blow up a jet ski. I think this, I think, I, I think it's an interesting idea that you take something. You know, I'm I'm like really dumb to all this stuff. I'm like I'm a caveman. I'm, you know, I'm not a tech guy like Greg. I'm not a smart artistic guy like you. You know, but I find it like I I find it all like extremely interesting as like a new technology, a new currency, like basically a whole new a whole new world. And I thought it was pretty neat to like well, yeah, okay, so like what gives this shit value? Like what gives like a JPEG value? You know, like you know, I mean some of it's like art, you know. All of it looks like a huge cash grab to me. And then, but I thought the idea of like making something disappear and then putting a digital copy in its fucking place, I thought to be super interesting because I've oftentimes thought about that, faking my own death and then living in like a Max Headroom like world <laughs> like in a digital world, <laughs> getting rid of me and replacing me with an, with an NFT. So, well, here's the million dollar question. How? When you reach out, how do you apply this? To, how do you apply this to business? How how do you apply this to a brick and mortar business? Well, I see NFTs as having multiple uses, and and as I said, you don't have to sign up for anything to buy an NFT, right? You don't have to you have to sign up for a wallet, but you do not have to put your personal information into anything to buy an NFT, right? It is something you own 
that nobody can really trace. Sure, the FBI can come and find you if you're going to launder some money. So don't launder money. But I believe that the the youth that are that are growing up today, they call you a boomer if you put your real name on the Internet. They're like, why are you putting your real name on the Internet, you fucking boomer? Someone's going to dox you and steal your shit, right? So I really feel like as the kids come up, they are going to want more access to things that they do not have to put their personal information on the Internet to get. And as far as using NFTs, I believe it's going to become as ubiquitous and as common as those little, uh, you know, discount uh, keychain things that you get from the supermarket. Right. Those little things that you scan and then they know that you have they have all your information. I believe that in business, NFTs could be used for ticketing. NFTs can be used for collectibles. Right. Digital collectibles. You know, who who carries around a picture that you get at the uh, amusement park? Right. Say you go to an amusement park and you get your picture taken on the roller coaster. Right. People don't usually buy the picture. They just take a picture of the picture. Right. So if you could offer so if you could offer them an NFT, which means they own it, it's theirs. It can only go to them and they have complete control over it. I believe that will have more value than a physical object. And you could apply the idea of anonymity and sovereignty. You could apply that across many aspects of business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I've been preaching this for you know months you know um to friends i mean i own hundreds of nfts i have an nft project um and i think that uh you're right with the like uh the rewards cards or the club cards that yes you know i go to win dixie and you have a little card that you can get you know that will eventually be an nft the issue is that the deployment of that it's it's they're just not ready yet they're just not ready yet. The the technology is there, but the people are not, you know, ready to use it. You know, they have not educated enough. Correct. But yeah, and you know, and speak and speaking to that, that's why I do think it is important for businesses to get on board and start familiarizing themselves with the technology because there will be a time when they're gonna need it, right? We all know how the how the tide flips so fast. And technology, new technologies will take over extremely quickly. And you want to have at least a working knowledge of NFTs and new Web3 technologies before your competitor has it and you have to play catch up against them. And we're getting closer to adoption. We might not notice it, but we're getting closer to adoption. And I'll give you some examples of this. Uh, QR codes will play a huge part of how NFTs are distributed. And we're right. already seeing QR codes heavily used in everyday society, um, uh, everyday tasks. Like, for example, I went to a restaurant the other day and uh, they gave me my bill and there's a big QR code on it. It says, scan it to pay. I scanned it. I used mobile checkout. Boom, I'm done. But I can see how they could easily scan it, use, you know, use Bitcoin to pay. You know, they, the... the the systems are starting to come into play to support a crypto ecosystem. Absolutely. 
some something I, I wondered about is if you took like if you took Amazon and let's say Amazon came out with a token, like the first thing that they could use to adopt it, and obviously the volatility would have to settle down, but discounts then you could do like a you could do like a free Prime membership if you use a, an Amazon token on Amazon websites, right? And and what that and the value that would bring to Amazon is then they can keep all of that in their eco ecosystem, right? They don't have to use Stripe. They don't have to rely on a bank. They don't have to do this or that. They can cut their costs of, of, of using it. They're, they're kind of their production costs of, of using that thing. They could keep it all in their little system. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break and talk about our sponsor, Boatest 101. Boatest 101 is FWC and NASBA accredited online provider of both temporary certificate and full card. Yeah, guys, if you can't tell, Greg takes it super seriously. Have you been taking voice lessons, man? You sound so pro, dude. <laughs> so yeah, Destiny Water Adventures uses Boatest 101. When somebody shows up super late and they go, hey, we're just on time for their tour, or their jet ski or their boat. And they're like, we have to take a boat test. And then we have to break out the paper and they have to sit there for 30 minutes. They miss half their time. They get late. You get bad reviews. When you guys can just SMS, text them a link, email them to your Boat Test 101 affiliate link. They take the test online on their way there. They don't have to sit out in the hot sun. They take the test on their way or before they get there. They email you their ID and their boat test. They're good to go right when they walk up to the door. They sign your paperwork and on the water they go. It's easy breezy. They pay an industry leading commission of 30% and their boating tests are a dollar cheaper than the competitors at $8.99 a test. No contract to you and there's no cost. So you can get started right away and start making some money and providing a better experience for your guests. BoatTest101.com. Again, BoatTest101.com and tell them that the AWG guys sent you. That's right. Take your boating test as serious as Greg took this commercial and get your asses over to BoatTest101.com and sign up today. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah, absolutely. And then if it and if it moves like a, and if it moves or, or acts in part like a currency, and but so this is where it gets wonky. I think that if it acts as a currency, it it makes it very difficult to act as a security unless you unless it becomes you know unless they start to wrap it into their price of their and the uh, into the price of their stock. And I think like all of that is probably doable at 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 some level. Again, you have to figure out a way to reduce uh reduce the volatility, and I think that becomes challenging again when you're like, is it a security or is it or is it a currency? And I think what's starting to happen is like it's starting to become both a little bit. And then when it and it, and it will as it becomes again, it's, it becomes adopted. And, and obviously, Elon Musk is on the forefront of um of you know you can use Doge to. Tesla through the boring company, you know, through all, through all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, but again, it's, it's like fucking highly volatile, but I mean, again, like if you like use Doge then to, I don't know exactly how that would work. If you use like Doge to purchase a fucking Tesla, like at what point would you then use Doge? I don't know. It's all, it's, it's all, well, there's, there's too many, there's too many currencies right now, cryptocurrencies, and a lot of them will go away or they will consolidate. Um, but the technology behind it, uh, the, the, everything that Bill just said, um, that is going to stay because it's all similar across the board of how to use it. Like, so we talk about Amazon. Let's just assume that Prime membership goes to an NFT. And then you walk into um, uh, a Whole Foods 
and you hit a QR code and opens up an app that validates the Prime membership NFT, boom, you're in, it's, it's done, and you move forward. Now, some people can say, well, all I need is my phone, my phone, the phone number. Well, anyone, how many times have I gone to Walgreens or CVS or Winn-Dixie or any of these stores, and when they asked for my membership number, I put in my parents' old home phone number because, you know, so it, it's like we, we still have some issues. Like that, that's why the phone number, the email does not work as a validator for, you know, certain club memberships and stuff. Like you need an NFT is one of the sure way because if you have it on you and it's validated, then it's just true. It's trustless. Yeah. You know, personally, I'm sick of having like five different email addresses for five different things, right? Because my old Hotmail got, has been hacked a million times. My first Gmail account's been exposed, you know, with LinkedIn. You think about LinkedIn exposing all of those emails and passwords. We're, it's going to get to the point where people do not want to give large companies their personal information, not only because they're being sold and bought and used as a, as a commodity, as a person of your, of your data, but that it, they, they're not trustworthy enough to have it. So if you can stick it on a blockchain and you can make it more of a sovereign currency to where you have an NFT that belongs to the person that owns the wallet, that's it. Then that I believe, and and we are still early, really, really early in a lot of this stuff. And especially now that we're in a, you know, such a large downturn in the market, you know, this, this is when the people who are here to stay get work done. That's, this is when everybody who's just here to make a million dollars goes away and they usually go away because they lost all their money. Yeah. Well, you know, the, and here's the opportunity where, you know, you can really make millions of dollars in the long, in the long term if you're smart, because it's like anything like the dot, the dot com bubble burst. I mean, like right now we're in the middle of like 2002 mixed with 2008, you know what I mean? Like you have two massive markets that are like, I mean, I think the, uh, there's a lot of talk about what's going to happen with the, with the stock market. Obviously, the, I don't know if the, I mean, if, if I, I think if the, crypt, if the crypto market went any further down, it would probably, like if Coinbase like collapsed or something like that, it would probably be over. The entire thing would be over, but the technology is still there. And I think the, uh, the speculation is definitely still there. There's still a lot of people, whether they're bearish or they're uh, they're bullish on crypto. Somebody is something on something, like because it, it's not going anywhere. Blockchain, DeFi, none of it's going is going anywhere. And if you're listening to this and you're like, "Hey, man, you know, I'm like, uh, what are you guys fucking talking about? Like, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm out here feeding dolphin and shit on a on a on a ad boat." Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I get that. And, and, and you might say, Hey, it's a reach to try and pull water sports or reservation. Well, look, uh, the next one, we're going to talk about SEO and you're like, man, how do I catch up on SEO? And the thing is, is like, well, if you were having this conversation fucking 20 years ago, you'd be like, what the fuck is SEO? What is SEO? You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. What is what is PPC? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like now, in, in our in our circle, everybody understands marketing and paid advertising and right. why you have to get involved in this because all of commerce is moving onto the internet. And it's like, if you again, twenty years ago, you'd have this, and I did. I worked for a company that was like, you know, the owner was like, oh. 
you know, fucking internet, website, Fair Harbor, reservation technology, that right. shit's not going, you know, well, now it's like, well, what percentage of your sales now is happening online and it's going only going to get further. So this is an opportunity where there's a lot of stuff wasn't made readily available 20 years ago, you really, really had to be looking. You know, we're trying to fucking book tours via forums and fucking yeah, and I, aim messages and stuff I'll tell like you, that, you know? Right, yep. I'll tell you, like, the biggest evolution that's happening right now, right right under our nose, is the adoption, the, the corporate adoption of QR codes. Right. This is the, this is the next step to crypto becoming... A lot more widely used because the reason why, like when people people laugh at me, like oh Greg, you know crypto is a joke, and you know, wh- who no one accepts it, you know, and if you even accept crypto as payment, there's it's hard to turn it to money, and then you have tax implications, and your accountants hate you. I said, mm-hmm. well, just wait. I mean, the issue is that we're not ready for it yet. We're not ready for it yet, and there needs to be some some changes in society in order for this to work and QR codes are the first step. Yeah. QR can codes. You explain, can you explain that a little gap. bit, Greg? Can, I, I mean, I know yeah. we talked about it a little bit, but can you like maybe do like a little basic uh, course on this? Yeah. So um, when you go out to eat and you go pay your bill, you either you're going to give them cash or a credit card, Right. You know, there's there's no uh, system in place to even accept an alternate currency, like even PayPal, Venmo. A lot of them struggle to even do that. Um, now, I went out to eat the other day, and I was just telling Bill this, um, and I got a receipt with a QR code on it, and it said "Pay your bill." I I took my phone, I snapped it, and it took me to my wallet, my iPhone wallet, where I chose. I think PayPal or one of my payment types, I forget what it was, and I and I checked out. That is a massive upgrade to our payment ecosystem right there. So I snapped that QR code and I have an option potentially to use Bitcoin now. That has not been able to happen before. Never yeah. sell that Bitcoin. Never let that Bitcoin <laughs> out of your sight. Yeah, so... I. I'm thinking we're getting a lot closer. I still think there's a lot that needs to happen, but we are getting closer as a society. But it's going to be the the payment systems. Absolutely. You know, I do think tra- traditional banks and traditional credit card merchant systems, they are going to struggle here. They're going to have to really evolve quickly because, um, you know, kids these days, like even my, my son, I got him a MetaMask wallet and he's, you know – buying nfts with i put a little theorem in there and he buys nfts he's seven years old he's already working that thing like he's he's a pro yeah um he's gonna grow up and he's gonna be used to paying with digital currencies like this is a thing that we have to prepare for and that's why i want all of our listeners to know that this is just not funny funny money and just the thing that's gonna go away you know look at 2002 uh ton you know the tech boom we had a crash, right? I mean, I, I was reading articles about how the internet's a fad and will go away. Um, and the companies that survived 2002, your Googles, your Yahoos, they paved the way to Web 2. Right. You know, and now we are coming to that next cycle where we're, we're back in 2002 again. Crypto had a ton of innovation the past, you know, two, three years. We had a massive crash. A couple exchanges and businesses folded. And now we're back to that, you know, 
Coinbase might be that that the Google of crypto, and now they are going to build and hopefully you know carry the industry. Or maybe there's another another player that comes up. But if you look at uh, the Mark Cubans, the Elon Musk, I mean, these people are all heavily investing into crypto. They might not be as public about it as they are, but I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, for example, NFTs are going to be incorporated into Instagram. Twitter already has a Connect. It's it's happening right underneath our our, our nose and. We have to be ready for it. And, and it's like, if you're like, this is crazy. Like, I mean, I, I don't have time for this. Well, the easiest way to get in is to get a crypto wallet, either or get an account on Coinbase and start buying it. Buy yep. a little bit, put 50, $100 in. Get off uh, zero. Buy, yeah. <laughs> uh, get a MetaMask wallet, buy, buy some NFTs for fun. I mean, I mean, most of us probably collected baseball cards or some type of collectible when we were kids. Get back into that state of mind and buy, buy some, uh, NFTs and some art. Uh, you can go on the Tezos block. My project's on Tezos. Tezos is a dollar seventy a token. You can buy art for, you know, for almost nothing. But the experience of understanding how wallets work and how the ecosystem works will prepare you for the next five years. So don't ignore it. Get involved. Well, well, well said, Greg. That's, that's perfectly, that is exactly right. Get get in now while you can poke around and have fun with it because by the time it that switch flips, you don't want to be too late and trying to play catch up because your competitor will already have that leg up on you. And right now you can get in at an 80% discount. $2 million just got wiped off the fucking map, man. And if you're like, yep, see, I told you. Yeah. Like, it's actually probably now more on some on some coins, more like a 70 or a 60% discount. Because guess what? In the last 60 days, the market's upturned again. Like, you know, you could have got you could have got ETH at what was it when we went it was nine hundred bucks a coin? Yeah. Greg? We were in the car then I yep. I bought I was buying a bunch of ETH and Tezos on the on the way and, there. And, for and look at it right now. Sixteen hundred. Yep. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it's volatile. It's funny, my it's wife. Volatile as hell, yeah. it, it, it's volatile, but again, like if if you're if you have if you have a low if you have like a high risk tolerance, I mean, wait thirty days, man. Get out. You know, I was talking to Greg today. I was like, man, we're almost like we're almost like fifty percent. You know what I mean? Do I do you know do I hodl or do I fucking you know what I mean? Do I, do I take my do I take my money and run? Well, you know, here's it's, here's here's the long term view. You stretch that out. If you stretch back to twenty eighteen. If you would have bought at 2018, yeah, right. You're still up, even amongst <laughs> this huge crash. You're still up yeah. from what you bought in 2018, and that was four years ago. Four years know? ago. Yep. So you you stretch yeah. out your time horizon. You got all the time in the world to make your money. Can you imagine 20 years ago, Bill, when we were like, you know, like fuck the man, <laughs> punk rock fans, like we'd be having like a conversation 20 years ago about like finance, you know? <laughs> Dude, you know. It, Agreed. But here's the thing, like Bitcoin, Bitcoin led me down a financial rabbit hole more than traditional finance ever did. And I've learned more about the finance industry and the finance mechanism than I ever would have learned without it. And if you when you really start to look and you really start to study Bitcoin, you realize that the financial system is broken. And we have to take responsibility on ourselves to protect our assets moving into the future. And Bitcoin, so you're I think, saying can Bitcoin's do that. like punk rock. You feel like Bitcoin's a little bit absolutely because there's no the, the, right. There's no Bitcoin CEO. There's no Bitcoin. You know, there's never been any Bitcoin marketing. There's no Bitcoin company. It is 
it was created for people to take control of their own money and their own wealth. And, you know, here's a simple question. Do you think, yes or no, the world is becoming more digital? Uh, yes, I mean, I think that's of what course. I was saying, yeah, 100%. of course. So, yeah, and 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 I mean, I I I would counter that though a little bit with, so like with in the spirit, yes, but I think like if you're holding your if you're holding your money on an exchange, and then like let's say you're in Robinhood, that's a publicly traded exchange. Now, if that if that exchange melts down. You've seen Voyager, Celsius. We've seen all this stuff happen. So what I fear, maybe I don't necessarily fear it because I'm a hundred percent like uh, transparent. Like I'm in it for the money, man. You know what I mean? Like I, I like, I like money. I like living life by my own terms. So I, I, I'm not as romantic about it potentially as as, as you guys may be. But what, what, my concern though is that. Um, it's not going to get widespread adoption unless the gatekeepers get their hands on it. And you even saw with with the meltdown of Celsius, with the the loss of um, of Binance, like some of that transparency was lost. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of the spirit of that lost. If this, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you have your shit on a on a cold wallet in, in a um, in a safe somewhere, you know, it's obviously a more safer way to hold your coin. And it's definitely back in the spirit of what, you know, that original Bitcoin white paper got written as, but is there widespread adoption unless it is backed by, by something other than the, than the people that hold it. The gatekeepers all own a lot of it. Politicians, billionaires, and and they're going to, Hedge at, the end, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's going to be rather favorable regulation to crypto. They always have it's, a strong front. It's, it's coming. It's not. And that's the thing. But I will say one thing. Um, you know, you hold your crypto in Robinhood. You know, they own the tokens. Right. And and that's yep. that's. I mean, if if you're looking just to invest, you know, buy and sell it. If you have no use of the tokens, then that's m- maybe a way to do it. But I. You know, I have my, uh, I have half of my crypto on a exchange, like I've on Coinbase, and then I half half of it on MetaMask, which is, you know, that's that that wallet no one can touch. You know, they can't take my tokens if if the things fall. But I have both. Both, but you know, that's the thing about Robinhood is that people don't realize that when you when you buy on Robinhood, you don't own those tokens. Right. Uh, Coinbase, Coinbase is the same. You, yeah, they all, no. all every exchange. What I do is I buy I buy a little bit weekly, and then I dump to my cold wallet monthly. And Smart. if I and, and if I ever want to sell some, which do never sell your Bitcoin, I swear to anything you believe in, don't sell your Bitcoin. I bought when it was sixty nine. I bought it when it was seventeen thousand. I bought it when it was three thousand. I've I've bought in every range you could possibly imagine. The idea is to stack enough as possible. And then ideally, you can take a loan out against that um, when you get to a not, B, when you get to be not paying any taxes. <laughs> not, well, I hey, don't give, I don't give tax like, advice. Well, hey, like, we're 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 coming like the to capitalists. Uh, we become. <laughs> yeah, right. I got kids now, brother. I got to feed my kids. Hey, hey, you ain't lying. Yeah, man. So it sounds like we're 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 right at the at the at the top, huh, Greg? Yeah, we're we got yeah we're about I have to wrap it up here. 
Awesome. Yeah, man. Well, Thanks, guys. Well, Bill, man, what a what a crazy conversation. It went from like a it went a long way away from like where we were like sitting in in in, in a basement uh, of like some dungy basement that we got paid like eleven dollars more than likely in like Jim you Beam got, or something. You got paid. Weed. Wait, wait, you got paid? <laughs> well look man thanks for coming on brother it was a, it was a really fun it was a really fun show and uh, thank you guys it was, it was it was really it was really cool man um bill how can uh people reach you and 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 how can they find out about the various projects that you're involved in uh you can go to fourth.media is my website that has all the information with my documentary which we didn't get to um no twitter, we didn't i'm sorry man no worries no worries uh twitter twitter is fourth media nyc instagram fourth media nyc and uh facebook is fourth media nyc i'm pretty much all over the socials but fourth.media will get you links to all those places hey man i'm i'm dead serious bro next time we get together let's do it in real life and blow up a jet ski uh dude i'm so in i might be in uh i might be at a at a crypto convention in december so all right, man. Well, cool, I hear Florida is beautiful in December. It, it, it's 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 not as it's not as cold as New York or Michigan, but it's all right, man. Right, awesome. All right, Bill Sanders, thank the Saunders brother. Thank you for coming out, man. Fucking thanks. have a great day, and, and thanks, guys, man. thanks for tuning in. Yep. All right. Great. See thanks, guys. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you have further thoughts, questions, or comments about this episode, head to our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators, to continue the conversation. See you next time.